0: Yeah, this is Pastor Tony flexion known as Pastor Tan. I just wanted to be able to let you know that a lot of different changes are about to come up. I can feel it in the air. It is something supernatural, heavenly, heavens, in God's space that is happening. That is felt here on Earth. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't know about you. But I feel as though there's a great shift that is going on in the heavenlies and I can feel it down here in the natural on earth. So I just wanted to let you know briefly that, you know, school has started here. I know that a lot of people have already started school, but we've been through the first week of uh, school and it has been interesting to say the least. But I wanted to... Expound on what God was telling me a lot that was going on within the body of Christ. And it does have a potential, has that, you know, effectiveness of who God is in the now. So I wanted to just touch and let you know that God is still speaking and I hope that you're listening. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I pray you hear God once tonight. I pray that you hear his distinct voice calling for you to repent, to come to him, to do what needs to be done in these last and evil days. I would like to let you know my topic, which is heavy, but I'm telling you, these are the things that we need to look at and It has become a part of us as of yet. And it is still becoming a part of the culture. And I hope and I pray that you listen. That you hear what God is trying to tell you on this night. And be able to absorb it. You know, marinate it. Make it known unto you. I know that sometimes we take medicine. And it at first doesn't taste good, but later on, well, it's going down and it goes into our bodies and into our, you know, in our, into our digestive tract, the healing starts to happen. And it is like when Ezekiel or rather it was either Ezekiel or Jeremiah that had, was able to Ezekiel tasted. And Jeremiah was able to taste what God was giving them. But only one of them was able to have the sweet nectar, which was healing. It went down and it was sweet. But the other one, he tasted it and it was bitter. It's sweet, but then it went down. It was bitter. And I kind of, we've been doing Bible in the year. And I've been doing that with my family and it has opened up my eyes to so many different previews, to so many different ways of thinking, to so many different ways of who God is and how functional he is and how precise he is and how picky he is and how just so, and not meaning picky as in a bad way, God is so exact down to the T, to the leather, of who he is so it was just impressed on me that the topic is the great falling away of the church and also of society and I wanted to go to 2 Thessalonians two, second chapter and it was talking about a lot of different things. And when I was able to understand that Paul, Apostle Paul, was going through the Ikea, uh, for the church, it was so much going on. And you have to be able to understand it's like that today. We have so much going on. We have so many different things that are coming up and having a, you know a negative impact in our society and then you have all of these things exposed and then some people want to sit there and they want to still cover it up and they will sit there and say you know well it was this or you know going and then some and instead of being able to honestly put out what really was going on and expose the enemy they would try to come in and rock all of us back to sleep let me say that one more time for the people in the back God has so much of the enemy's plans, the enemy's blueprints being exposed in this time, in this hour. That the children of God needs to wake up. We need to wake up in the natural and in the spiritual. And sense what's really going on for the body of Christ. Sense what we need to know in these last and evil days. And we need to know this efficiently and effectively. That we need to read our word. More more importantly than ever, we need to read it for ourselves. We need to be able to go and also talk to God. Prayer is very important. It is a vital part of our living and it becomes a part of you all the way down to your bone marrow. It never escapes me that even if it's just for a few minutes down to an hour, we need to give God that time and that, that acknowledgement. That prayer of thanksgiving, that prayer of healing, not just God, give me, give me. Oh, I don't know who this is for. And I this ain't even in my notes. So I just want to let you know that, you know, we need to be more respondent. We need to honestly sit there and say, thank you, God, for one more day. Thank you, Lord, for the trials and tribulations you send us through to make us stronger. Thank you, Lord, for being able to take us through. Even if we went through a car accident or we went and had to have some things, you know, stolen from us and, you know, our hurt, our feelings or, you know, just detrimental towards our character. Lord, I thank you so much because those times of having the nose and those times of being able to be shamed and ridiculed, God, you made me better through it. You made me a whole lot better in my character, the way that I talk, the way that I act, the way that I respond. You have been able to honestly sit there and take me through and I understand why you had to take me through what you took me through. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God will have you to go through things simply because it was a no in the first place and also at the same time, God is showing you Who is real and who is not? And I've been a part of great ministries, some not so great and some so great. But I know for a fact God sits there and he builds up your character. He builds up who you are, your resistance, and the way that you are able to hold on to him and the very foundation of who you are shifts you to where God needs for you to be. And I'm going to say this like I mean it. You need to understand this word, this living word, that needs to be in you, a part of you, every day. It is not easy. I understand. It is not easy when you have children and you're having to work and you have, you know, a spouse you need to take care of. All of these, even in the home, having it clean, having the maintenance, all these different things that's going on. But you know what? The most important part is being able to sit down and have time with him. God, have time with God, have time to let him know what's going on. And yes, he knows. Oh, by God, he knows already. But sometimes just the intimate time with him makes up all the differences, all the stress, all the hurt and the harm and the danger that the enemy wants to put you in. He gives you that peace, that peace that passes all understanding. I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe it's just me. But I know for a fact that God is here. And he is still on the throne. Amen. Now let's jump into this. It says in 2 Thessalonians 2 and first verse from the King James Version. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him. Verse 2. That ye not be soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. "That That ye... be not soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of, the, of Christ, excuse me, is at hand. Verse three, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except that there comes a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed. The son of Purden. Lord. um, We need to understand. When Apostle Paul was sitting here. And talking to the church. At Thessalonians. Thessalonica. There was so much stuff going on. And you have to understand. That the very realm of who people are. And the very character of them is going to show through. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Your very character and the way that you carry yourself and the true nature of you is going to come through in a fight. It's going to come through when you have bills due. It's going to come through when your children are sick. It's going to come through when you have all of these things piling up on you and you still have to go through. You still have to make it. You still have to sit there and bury a loved one and bury another one and and bury another one after, after back to back to back. Even suffering through illnesses yourself, but you still got to go through. Oh, y'all. Come on now. I'm going to say this like God was telling me deception. And I talked about it so much, but it's not just deception of the church, but deception within yourself you you believe whatever someone else is telling you on tv or social media or different platforms but you don't go back and find out the research and go find it for yourself and i love that being here in south korea i was able and i hope and pray that you go and you go to different media sites that you can be able to rely on to tell you the truth not just sitting there and believing Such of the bogus ways of people acting, such as trying to be able to manipulate you to feel as though, you know, they're able to get over on you. Quite simply put, by putting out things that would make you have a rise in tension. Seeing someone die is tragic within itself. But also being able to understand what is the background, what was the meaning, what was the purpose what truly happened and and that is something that we as Christians we have to be able to understand we need to get the facts straight. we need to be able to go to God and ask and there's no 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 problem it shouldn't be a problem it shouldn't be a question. you should honestly sit there and say God did I when I saw this God what is the meaning of it? what is the hitting meaning? That people are not telling us, not having to be able to go and see things and then having to go and say, wait a minute, we're backtracking. And then you honestly start seeing and revealing so many things to us, God, instead of going to him first and saying, look, he's the source. He's the main one. So let me go ahead and talk to him about these things. Let me go ahead and and see what he's saying. Not just sitting here and saying, well, you know, God, I, 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 I believe these people because I'm thinking, no, men are fallible. We are so distinct. We can lie and sin and, and cheat and do everything else. Do we mean to do it? Yes, because we have been found to be in sin. That's what was, what we were born into. But it was just, some people, it's so great of a deception that they want to be rocked to sleep instead of being awakened. Oh, let me say something. Some people want to sit there and still do what they want to do and still say that you're called a Christian. Absolutely not. God has already given you the instructions in the word of God. He hasn't changed. So why is it that you feel as though you can do whatever? Why is it that you feel as though you can sit there and say or do whatever you want to do? Why is it that you feel as though? Why is it that you feel as though you can just do whatever you want to do and then God catches up to you? No, no, no. We are his creation. He is the creator. And we should be able to honestly have that conversation and say, God, I don't understand, but I'm asking you to reveal those things about myself. Reveal those things of people sitting there and lying to you in front of your face. Reveal the character of who that person is. Also reveal the character of where I need to be in you. The the characteristics the things that make me who I am, but also what some of the triggers that I have in my life that is not of you. Oh, come on now. See, some of us want to be, don't want to be real. You you want to sit up here and be dismayed about things and, and trying to hold on to these principles and these beliefs and this and that, but you still want to sit up here and, and have God too. You can't have your cake and eat it too. It's either you live or 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 you live and you love God. You hate the one and you you hate you you love the one and you hate the other one. God even says that in his word. You love me, but you hate what I what hate. You hate what I hate and you love what I love. And and that's simply put, and so many people are hurt, dismayed, I mean, ridiculed, abused. I mean the prices of gas and food and everything else is just become so much and 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 also at the same time sometimes we are not sitting up here and doing what we need to do which is relying on the word of god please make time to read your bible Make time to do what God says do. Make time to verify what your pastor or, or preacher, apostle, teacher, whoever is over you says about this word. Take time to know who God is in and out. And how do you do that? You do that by sitting up here and researching and and, and being in your the word of God. Don't let any other book Contain who God is for you. Go back to the source, which is the word of God. It is not out of style. It is never out of style. And that's the problem is because when we don't read our word, people put anything out into the world. And you are listening to and you're hearing false teachers and preachers and witches and warlocks, and you say that is of God, please understand you need to know also the spirit of God, the fruits of the spirit. You need to know when that person is of God and when that person is not. When when are we going to honestly sit there and analyze ourselves and then analyze who is speaking to us? And if it doesn't profit you, If it's not of God, you need to let it go. So many times, and I'll be honest with you, me and my family has been kicked out of churches. We have been escorted out of churches because we stood up and we said, look, pastor, that is not in the word. Pastor, that was not of God. Pastor, wait a minute, hold up, and we didn't do it all like you know mean or or disrespectful but we honestly went to them and said look this is not what the word says this is not what the bible says this is not what god has already spoken and so many of us would like to be able to keep that keep that lie keep that deception keep that keep that Unholiness in the church. And you wonder why there is so many people not going to the church. Because they don't want to trust people. Because of church hurt or anything like that. But understand, God will meet you where you're at. But at the same time, don't not forsake the assemblies amongst each other. Don't, don't do it. We need each other to be able to live this life. And, and also at the same time, God already had ordained it for us to be able to have that human interaction and also that connection to him. No matter what people say, we know what's right and wrong. We we know who God is, and we know of God, as certain people would say, but we know God when we see it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We know who God is, and we know distinctly who he is in our lives. We know what God does for us, and we honestly, we know it, but subconsciously, some people want to suppress God. Some people want to sit here and just let God be as a deity instead of God over their lives. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't like to say that, but that's the way that certain people treat God. They, they treat God as God is not the is just an Elohim, but God is more than that. God is way more than that. Not just being in the church house, but he's the one that's the author and the finisher of your faith. People treat him as though they don't, you know, respect him and give him the honor and the glory that is just due. you need to understand God is the God of second chances. He's a living word. He is a spiritual being that has been able to help you through all of your life to set breath in your body, for you to wake up in the morning, for you to be able to open up your eyes and have the faculty of your limbs, to be able to have the shoes on your feet, the clothes on your back, the house, the cars, the the children, the husband, the everything that you've gotten thus far. I don't care if it's a PhD, MD, whatever you have, God's been able to supply you and help you with that. But see, there is a great falling away from being able to have a relationship with God because so many people blame God and say, well, you saw me hurting and you saw God, that person raped me and you saw this and this was going on, but it wasn't God's choice. He he moans and he groans and he hurts for people that have been hurt both spiritually and naturally. He harps he and he longs for them to come back to him. You're placing the blame on the wrong individual, not God. God didn't do that, but the person that chose to do it. See, there is such a thing as people choosing. They have free will. God is not going to sit here and just not be a gentleman. He has given us the free will to choose life or death. He has given us a choice to do what he says do, no matter what. But we as individuals need to understand, God did not expect for that at all to sit there and have you to sit there and say, well, he expected it, but it was the fact that you blamed him. You didn't blame the person that did it. You sit there and you say, well, God, you let this happen. No, God chooses not to have people to help and inflict and, you know, to have those things to happen. He he even gave Cain the choice and told him about his thoughts and his actions will have consequences. He even told him, be careful. Go back into Genesis and read it. That's what God is trying to tell the Thessalonians. Please be careful of who you sit there and you commune with and you let your mind and your heart get over and sit there and say, well, this person is right. That person is right. But you honestly don't see or hear these music artists, these celebrities, these people that's been actors and entertainers, they're telling you who they are, who they truly are. And they're putting it in their music and their lyrics and the way they behave. But we as Christians want to sit up here and we want to accept those beliefs. You, we want to accept those things because we think we can get along in society, and that's not so. We're not supposed to get along. We're supposed to stand out. We're supposed to be the benefactor of who God is and the illumination He puts out. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. God has made you a light in this shining light in this world. He he doesn't want you to dim out. He wants you to glow. He wants you to manifest who God is on this time and this hour and this season. See, so many of us want to sit here and think that God is not paying attention no 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 he's writing and he is also paying attention to our actions and our words all the time do you understand that i was able to have like go back to bible in the year and i was listening to the book of isaiah and jeremiah and ezekiel and daniel and it was talking about them being in and going into, going into their own time where God was going to stay with them. But they had to be taken away into the tribulations of their time. They had to be able to be taken into a different country because of their disobedience to God because of the blatant ways that they've been able to disobey. They've been able to take on some of these foreign ways of living and having Molech. Oh my God, it was so many expounding on that. And they found recently uh, the Amorites sitting up here and killing children and then sitting up here and celebrating those things. And then the Israelites would go and participate with them in these things. Does that sound familiar today? Does, does that really sound familiar today? No, no. do you understand what I'm telling you? That we as human beings, we want to sit up here and say, God, that's my body, my choices. So many people are starting to say, but that's not really your body. That temple is from God. And you have to go back and give an account to everything that's going on in that temple. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We were made after God's own image. That's not your body. This body is on loan. I'm going to say it like I mean it. The finances you get, that's on loan. The breath you are breathing in and out, that's on loan. Everything that you have in this life, that is on loan from God. Do you understand everything, every iota, everything you own, everything that you have been taught, everything that you've been able to obtain that is given from God and God alone. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, as they went into exile. And we're going and, and going into exile and then also preparing to be in exile. It is such tremendous turmoil that the children of Israel and Judah went through because of the blatant disobedience. You sitting here and having, you know, having a different relationship with the enemy and then saying you love the Lord, but you're doing these things in secret. And then God is exposing them in in front of you, and you're sitting up here and say, "No, that I didn't do that. That's not me." But this is what the children of Israel did. They denied who God was, and instead of repenting, they sit there and say, "Oh, that was not me." Wow, Wow. and my my whole entire face and mouth dropped. I'm like, I'm shook. How could you do that to God? How could you be that bold and that audacity when God has made you from everything that he had? He has made you in your mother's womb, giving you life and let you be able to be born and let you be able to have a life. That most people would sit there and honestly say, I really would like that. But we have been able to take this life and not be able to give to God back. Not be able to share what God has given us. Do you not understand? It is so much selfishness that you never sit there and say, you know what? Let me go feed the homeless. Let me go see about my community. Let me go be something more than just a doctor, or a lawyer, or someone in my profession, let me give back to my community. Let me give back to my children. Let me go volunteer where I know somebody needs my help. But all we want to think about is, oh, give me, give me. And God is sitting there and saying, how could you be so cruel? How could you be so mean and dishonest and disloyal? How could you be? How could you think like God is not going to be able to sit there and tell you and let you be judged by this? Oh, but you sit there and say, well, you can't say that, Pastor. Oh, you judgmental. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up. When God sits there, he tells you that, you know what? He's honestly sitting there telling you what you've been doing your whole entire life. Like the woman that was at the well, she was sitting up here uh, and she wasn't even married to the men. She was telling, and Jesus told her all that she has done, but that's judgmental. No, it's not. It's telling you the truth so you can avoid the hell that's been going in your life for the shalo that you should be in. But God is sitting there and telling you, wake up, wake up church. And I'm talking about the saints and I'm talking about the ones that are not even saving right now because you need to wake up you need to understand this world is not going anywhere but to worse and worse do you understand that god is coming back soon his whole entire time he's telling you to be prepared to be like the virgins that had the oil and not like the ones that did not have the oil i i don't understand because quite truly It is hurtful. It is painful to see the children of Israel in Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, even in Josiah, even with David, even with all the ones that I've known and I've seen in the Bible, it is painful because you had the living God walking with you, breathing with you, giving you fresh men on high. And don't you know that's still happening in the church? Very few and far between, but there is some of us that are faithful to God, that are that are steadfast, that are doing what God says do. And even though when we we when we mess up and we say, Lord, please forgive me because I have sinned. Lord, I'm asking you to come into my life and, and be able to clean me up once again and let me be able to do what you say do we don't stay down. We get back up. We admit that we've done wrong. But when are we as the body of Christ going to sit there and get tired of the enemy coming into our camp and to our churches and then running the show? And you know what I'm talking about. You want to sit up there and you want to have a great choir, but the person is not of God. You want to have, you know, the ministers, the elders, the preachers, the teachers, the apostles, and you know they're not living right. You know they're sleeping with this person and that person. They're sitting up here and doing this and that. But yet and still, you still want them in your church. I'm sorry. That's not holiness. That's unholiness. And once you start realizing that, and God tells you, love what I love and hate what I hate. Don't you know you want to sit there and you want to save their soul? You want to sit there and tell them the right way. Not just to sit there and judge judgmental and sitting up here and saying, well, you, you doing this and doing that. Do you understand God wants you to be able to see the example and be the example? Stop sitting up here and condemning people when they come into your church. And and then they don't have the appropriate attire on. Don't you know God's going to change their hearts and their minds? And the clothing will come next. And the way that they dress will come next. And the way that their thinking process will come next. But if you don't show them love, all the genuineness, all the love and the mercy and the kindness that God has given you, and then you wonder why people can't come to your church. You wonder why the generation, the younger generation, the adolescents and the children have went away from the church. Then you wonder why. You wonder why the good ones, the ones that have been faithful to God, and they don't want to put up with none of the mess that's been going on in the church, and they walk out. You wonder why. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. But see, some of the times that God has been able to be faithful and true, y'all want to sit up here and rely on the past instead of God. You want to rely on a man or woman and mankind to sit up here and give you the explanation and all the things that you should know. You want to rely on them and not God. You want to rely on seminary and not God. You want to sit up here and rely on everything else but God. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. And see, sometimes we want to sit up here and we want to ask for the benefits from God. But yet and still, you haven't even earned those benefits. Oh, I'm going to say it like I mean it. See, some of us need to understand. We need to go back to the basics. We need to go back to the way that God needs for us to be. Church needs to go back the way they should go. Church should be the way that God has already ordained it. Holy and, and the women and the children and the husbands, they should be able to go into church facing no ridicule, but love and kindness, no sitting up there and, you know, mm-hmm, with the big houses and, and the big cars and, and the big hats, but yet it's still having no glory, no power, no God, no doodlemus. But yet and still, you sit up here flaunting. God is telling you, "Enough is enough." That is why so many people are leaving and falling away from the church. I have seen so many people that don't even want to call themselves a Christian or cringe when they when you say that word. Like it is so taboo to be a Christian now, to to be something that uh, is called of Christ. It used to be meaning something for us to say that we're a Christian, that we were distinguished and we knew what was going on. Now, now in this time, in this place, in this, this ordination of who God is, y'all want to sit up here and cancel out and check out on God. Absolutely not. I'm not going to do that. See, there is a difference between holiness and Hell. There is a difference between the way that God has for us and the world. There is a distinct difference. And once you know who God is, don't you turn your back on him. He has done too much for you, for you to backslide, for you to go back and be with someone else, which is Satan. And see, I know I haven't been doing this lately, but it came across my mind. That brainwashing, oh, let me say it, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, I thank you. It says to make someone adopt radically different beliefs by using systematic and often forcible pressure. Do you understand that the enemy is trying to apply pressure to us as saints of the most high? Yes, he is. He's trying to put it in our school systems. He, he's trying to put it in our universities. He's trying to indoctrinate our children to think things that is not appropriating. Trying to have these access of different limitations because he wants to destroy the very foundation of God. He wants to destroy the next generation before they have to get a relationship with God before they even found God. Why? Why? Why is that? Because you know why. Uh, it becomes so profound because once God has you in his life and you are a part of him and he is a part of you, there is so little, it's just peace. And I, I don't really imagine how, Abram, how Abraham was and how Adam was when Adam was walking with God in the cool of the day. When he had that personal, intimate relationship with God. Well, all he had to do was sit there and, you know, have a conversation with God and walk with him and talk with him and be with him and help him to name the animals of the sea and the land, the the, the air. I mean, that's got to be just so awesome. And then to have been shut out of the garden of Eden because of the situation of sin coming in and your wife sinning and you sinning. That's got to be heartbreaking. That's just destructive. That's downright disrespectful. To have your relationship with God severed like that. But because you made that choice, now you have to face the consequences. And I was thinking about Pavlov and it's in psychology and he was the one that had invented the, you know, the dog and the bell. And because of how intertwined the dog was to the bell, he realized and recognized how he was able to get to ring the bell when he's about to give him food. But once he starts seeing that the bell was not always ringing, but sometimes ringing sometimes but not sometimes giving the food, that would hurt the dog and it would make him salivate or make him want to you know want to want the food even the more. Oh, do y'all understand that's what the world is trying to do right now? Do you understand they're trying to Go ahead and have all of these people at the universities that are believing their same mindset as them and start being able to place it all on to other people and having their children to be placed in that situation and having them almost to commit suicide or even also to be able to change what they think is normal. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. See, that's the thing about the grave falling away. It is so much deception, dismay. It, it has it tugging at your heart. And it has you in the mindset, wait a minute, questioning if God still is alive and is God still with me? And in every situation, in every case, I'm telling you from me, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. My God has not, not, has not denied us. Has, has not gotten off the throne, has not, you know, been replaced to his authority, has given it to someone else. No, God is still God and he's still on the throne. He hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday and forever. He is not like man. Oh, I love that, God. I thank you. He is not like man. So when you sit there and you become troubled over hearing wars and rumors of wars, when you start hearing things going on in the heavens and and on earth, don't you know, don't be dismayed. Don't sit there and question God and say, wait a minute, God, should I? No, 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 no. You know that God is telling you this person is not of God. This person is of God. This person you should let go. This person you, you need to be in their church. God will lead you in train you where to go and who to hear from. He will train you where your whole entire existence should be. He will train you exactly where you need to be. And God places you in places even here in South Korea for his purpose and his plan. And he never sits there. He gives you only a slither, maybe a minute detail of the whole plane. Because you don't need to know everything. I don't need to know everything. All I need to know is trust God. I, I need to be like. You know. Sometimes I need to be like Peter. And, and understand that. God. Your ways are my, my ways. And my thoughts are not your thoughts. That God. My thoughts are not like you. And so I'm going to sit here. And I'm just going to believe in you. No matter what. I'm just going to sit back and rely on you. I'm just going to sit there and do what you say do no matter what. And while I'm sitting back here relying on you, let me do my work so that my work can be able to sit there and you see that I'm trusting in you. That I believe in you. Now, no matter what's going on, God, you haven't changed. You haven't changed the tempo, nor the program, nor the temperature. You have only sit there and just kept it the whole entire time at one setting, which is to trust me and trust God. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. God says to trust me, trust God in everything that you do and say, no matter what's going on, no matter the situation, you trust God. And then he will sit there and he will give you what you need, when you need it and how you need it. Now, is it always on time? Absolutely. Because God's timing is not our timing. He's not on the same time as we are. God is totally different than we are. And we need to recognize him for who he is. The great I am, El Shaddai, Elohim, El Rapha, the one that is above all. Don't sit there and get me started. God is the main source for everything. And now more than ever, you start feeling it. You start noticing when people are starting to go off the hinges. You start seeing people sitting there and saying that this is what God is doing. Oh, you can be able to reach heaven through so many different ways. Absolutely not. What does the word say? The word says that you can only reach God through Jesus. He is the only way you can go through to see the Father. I don't know where the mess they' getting all of this from because I know it's from the enemy. See, I've learned that in the Bible, there was a prophet, Michaela, and the prophet, the true prophet, he was the only prophet that stood up and said, "What thus says the Lord. He was the only one. And all the other prophets, they believed the lying spirit. And God said, who will go from here to go and and deceive them? And and another one came up and said, I will. And there was that spirit that went around and it was deception. It was lying to them. Saying to the kings at the time that, you know, God will come up and you will have the victory. And you No, that was lying. And because of this prophet standing, don't you know it cost him his life? But because he did it the right way, he was able to snap and say, you know what? Since you think that you can hold me and you can hold me and see until you come back, if you come back. Love that man. Boy, he snapped on it. He said, if you come back. So, you know from now on, you can testify that you have all of you are my witnesses. If he comes back, if he comes back. See, at that time, don't you know that was Jezebel's husband, Ahab, King Ahab, and King Hezekiah. At the time, he was the only prophet that stood up and it cost him. They, he said, don't you know that you need to go ahead and cut his water and his bread and tank? And even though the scripture, eh, he went out and you never heard from that prophet again. Don't you know that prophet? Oh, I love that. That prophet was associated with Jeremiah, was associated with Ezekiel, was associated with all the prophets of Isaiah too. He was associated with them and he knew the cost that was on his life. Y'all need to know the cost of who you are on this time, in this season, in this hour. You can't fate on who God is. You can't sit there and because it's a falling away, you need to ask God for discernment. And that means to have the Holy Spirit and you need to understand discernment means to get it from God. The understanding of who is right, who is wrong, and who is walking in God, and who is sitting up here and deceiving you. Y'all don't hear me though. See, there is a foundation in when you sit there and you seek God on a daily and you sit there and you fast and pray and you seek him and you ask God for the things that needs to be coming out of your mouth and the thoughts that need to come into your head and, and the people that you sit there and you associate with and the music and the, and the, and the videos and everything that you're looking at. All y'all don't hear me though. See, there is a distinct difference between the world and us. There is a distinct difference, distinct, unique, understandable, calling the deep, deep. When I read that the first time, I was like, God, I was intrigued by what God was saying. That a lot of the times we are you know, profound and having to use echolocation. And echolocation is when a lot of the divers would go in and they would go in, they would see the dolphins and they would use echolocation to locate or send out a signal to locate food. And the signal will bounce back off of the fish or what have you that they wanted to eat and it would bounce back and it would go back to them and they would go and pursue that fish or, or that uh, type of animal that they wanted to feast on. Don't you know that if we don't have that Echolocation, that Pacific wave, that 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 Pacific instinct to go and sit and be around God and be able to nourish our bodies and our heart with His Word and sit there and honestly hear what thus says the Lord, even if it's on Scripture or sometimes through audible. And I'm I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna tell you the things that I say and I do. I know for a fact that's from God. And I have to go back and I have to listen to it myself. Y'all don't hear me though. The distinct way that God talks is so profound that I I go back and I listen to some of the old podcasts that I've been doing. Because God needs to speak to my heart and my soul. Down to my marrow and my bones. I, I don't know about you, but let's say that the chicken oh when god made us to be able to understand and eat chicken you know that was an awesome thing but when you go and you eat chicken and especially here in korea they fry it so well that sometimes the meat will come off the bone and if it's marinated so well, sometimes I would want to suck on the bone because of how great the the whole entire ingredients was in the whole entire broth to the bone of it. This is how God is supposed to be to us. Uh, you, but you saying, wait a minute, Pastor. You saying you comparing God to chicken? No, I'm not. I'm just giving you an analogy of how God is so good that he has us so well and he He provides for us so well and he gives us what we need in a time that we need it so well. He gives out so many waves and he gives out so many warnings and he gives out so many things like the echolocation. And he begs us and he pleads with us and he's telling us through so many different people to come back to him. He, he even warns us through people we don't even know. They come out the woodwork. And when I say woodwork, they come from, from everywhere just to be able to warn you what's going on or what's thus says the Lord. And we sometimes we don't even, we don't even, we don't even recognize it. And we're supposed to be of God. We don't even sit there and question it and say, wait a minute. That has to be from God. Oh, but see, sometimes we need to test the spirit by the spirit. Another reason why a great falling away is happening is because of what God said through Apostle Paul. We got some of us have to fall away from God. Well, What do you mean, Pastor? Because so many people are tainted and deception. They want to do what they want to do and don't care about what God says. Oh, come on now. They think God is dead. They think that God is not listening. Like God is not appointed over this earth. That God is not the head and he is not doing this and that. So we should not have to listen to him. We should be able to do whatever we want to do. Not so. Not so. He's still God. It is so much greater of a falling away that People are sitting up here and deceiving themselves. They, they sit up here and they get these degrees and they go here and they go there, but they don't even listen to God. They don't even recognize who God is. They don't even care. They sit there and they say, well, I'm the God. I'm, I'm Elohim. Since I'm made in his image, I'm Elohim. So guess what? I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Not so Lord, Lord, Lord Jesus little it not so not so it's it's either God for God I live for God I die. Do you understand this world is not getting any better and the great falling away for us you see it you see so many pastors, so many teachers preachers apostles, prophets, All of them are sitting here and deceiving people and they are sitting in church every day, every Sunday, every Tuesday, every Thursday. And honestly, that's what I used to do when I was growing up, used to be in the church. And some of the people were not living anything. And they would have these titles. Oh, come on now, I'm saying like I mean it have titles will travel will do the most but want to keep you in check let me say that one more time for the people in the back see the people will sit there and they want to do the most but they don't want you to do the most they want you to sit up there and they want you to be holy when they're not holy they want you to sit up there and Listen to the word and, and do what God says do, but they're not even living what God has already ordained over them. Yeah, it, it it baffles me how people will sit there and honestly tell other people how to live, but they're not even doing it the way that God tells them to do it. And, and at the same time, you sit here, and it says in the verse, you know, Second Thessalonians, second chapter, and it's the third verse. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there comes a falling away. First, and the man of sin be be revealed, excuse me, the son of Pertin. Why is it that the church is so quiet? Why is it? the church, the body of Christ is so quiet about all these different things. It's because the church is not where it should be. It's not where God wants the church to be. It's not where God is sitting up here and he is the main source and we are reading our word and doing what thus says the Lord. Every time God reminds me that when I do my Bible studies, even my podcast, please make sure that you are reading the word, you're following along with me. And even if you cannot follow along with me in the actual Bible, please bring it up on your phones, on your iPads or whatever electronic devices that you have available. Because I wanna make sure you understand I don't want to deceive you. I do not want to sit here and misquote something or say something that is not in the word because I'm accountable for that. And at the same time, I'm leading you to destruction. So once again, I'm telling you, please make sure that you have your Bible, that you know the word of God for yourself. Don't rely on no one else because at the same time, do you understand in the Old Testament, it used to be the priest that used to read the word of God and the word of God was lost. Someone buried it. But don't you know that when Josiah, King Josiah at a young age, when he found the word of God and he told the priest or he told some people to read it for him, he said, no, 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 stop. Let me go ahead and let all of the people hear it. That's what we need to be doing. Tell it to your children. Tell it to your grandchildren. Tell it to the ones that you love and know that is underneath your care. Teach it to them by the wayside and everything else. Talk to them while you're walking around and being in the home. Talk to them while you're in the relationship with them. Talk to your children. Talk to your grandchildren. Talk to your your husband, your wife. Talk to them about who God is in their lives. And you will never understand the validity you have given them a gift that no other man nor woman can give them. Do you understand that when God is introduced into your home, into your family, into your life, you have peace? Do, does it mean that the weapons will form? No. The weapons will form. But it doesn't mean they will let me see one more time for the people in the back you're gonna have ridicule you're gonna have people coming up against you you're gonna have people sitting up here and being mean and disrespectful you're gonna have that but until the church starts really winding up and saying thus says the lord don't you know that's when the criticalness of everything that we have will change I believe that this generation, there is a generation that's coming that will not haphazardly do anything but do what God says do. I believe there is a generation that's going to be coming up that is of God and God alone. I believe they will have holy boldness doing what God says do, the doodomous, and when they shabbat God, even even with their shadow. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Jesus. That even if their shadow fall on someone that is weak or or has an illness, that they will get up and be healed. Y'all don't believe, y'all, I'm believing God. I'm believing God for his word. I'm believing him and it's going to be such as the days of Noah. Yes, that's what it is. People are going to be doing whatever the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. They're going to be doing all the pride of life. They're going to be doing all of that. But please understand, church, you need to rise up. Do what thus says the Lord and also make sure that you teach your congregation the right way. You love on them and kindness and still you chastise them. Oh, let me hear that one more time. See, I have to say that one more time. See, every time that God says no, every time that he chastises you, he loves you enough to tell you the truth about yourself. He ain't going to let you just walk around here any old kind of way. See, that's the thing is that when you love somebody and you see something's wrong, you're going to want to go fix it. You're not going to let them just go out any old kind of way. See, that's the thing is that when you love someone, you're going to tell them about yourself. And and also at the same time, you, you're going to give them constructive criticism. You're going to love on them. You're going to thank God for them. And at the same exact time, you're going to be able to tell them, hey, brother, hey, sister, please don't do that. This is what the word says. We should be able to love on each other. We should be able to have some guidance from each other, but we're so torn and divided because some people want to live, right? And some people don't. Some people want to live for the money. And some people, the ones that are of God are telling you, pay your tithes, telling you to do what God says do. And at the same exact time, let me tell you something. I have been, and me and my husband and my children have been in. Sometimes we couldn't even pay tithes because we were homeless. That's right. But we also went and scrubbed the toilets. We 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 devoted some time to God. We honestly went to the church and we start sweeping and 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 started having organizations so that we can be able to participate and give God back what He's given us. Y'all don't hear me, though. See, sometimes we need to get out and do what does, says the Lord. And at the same exact time, let's go back to the tithing. If you don't have it, then you need to start sitting there and talking to God and say, God, how can I get that back? How can I give back to you what you have given to me, which is such a love, such the respect? And also at the same time. You need to ask God, if you do have it, God, how much should I be able to give towards your ministry or or to the God or to the people? What where do you need for me to go and put this money? And, and and let God lead you. And if you're sitting in a church and you're underneath an organization and the pastors and everything else, and you're you're sowing that seed into that church, then sow it into that church. But if you do not have one, then you need to talk to God of where you need to be able to financially support someone. It may be small, maybe, maybe great, but everything that we do in God is gonna prosper no matter what. Now, I'm gonna say this the falling away from God and society has been able to start breaking down. Where we thought some things were sacred. They're not. And you see a lot of people are dying consistently. And it has become such a hard thing to see. And my soul, I understand what Jeremiah, Prophet Jeremiah was talking about before they went into exile. And I was listening to, and I was listening to how the Prophet Jeremiah could not even weep for his wife. She when she died, that was the most precious thing to him. And he couldn't even weep for her because his way of thinking and his thought process, what God told him and gave him is that, you know, nobody's going to weep for you. Nobody's going to think about you when you go to exile, except me. Nobody's going to care in the in the natural. And, and it was true to form. Every time that Jeremiah went through something, every prophet that went through something that was so true to God and God was speaking to them, it shook me because it's a hard pill to swallow when your loved one, the wife, the one that's been supporting you and loving on you has to pass away and you are there alone. Not alone, okay? You have God, but you, you've been able to be with your partner for so long. And now God has said, I need to bring them home. Do you understand the falling away of the church is hard on God? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It is hard on God because he loves us that much. We are his bride. He is the love of our lives, and we should be the love of his. But because we have let the church be having the world come in, having taintedness of greed and lust and all these different sins coming into the church, the the pride of of being in a a role in the church and you letting that go to your head. Mm, Come on now, let's talk about it. Or or honestly, you're sitting here and, you know, deceiving people for the money or for fame and fortune. And you're sitting up here in deception and letting them stay in your church, doing whatever you want to do, holding positions in the church when you know that person should not be. I, I, I don't know how you would feel, but I will feel betrayed because god did not meant for this to happen he didn't mean for us to be out here by ourselves but because of the sin that adam and eve had did we are out here now i hope and i pray that even if you're saved or if you're not saved that you do come to christ that you do recognize what you've done is wrong and Trust me, please, if you're earnest about what you want to do, you want to change your heart and your mind. You've, you've done drugs. You've done women. You've done all of these different things. Why would you try God? Why would you try Jesus? Why, why won't you give God the same respect and give him a chance to change you, to, to give you all the peace and love that you need and you want. And it says in Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10: For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Please understand, God is calling. You. God's been calling and you need to realize that with the echolocation God has been giving you frequencies he's been sending people your way he's been you know even coming by just to see who you are and where you're at he's been sending angels and he's been sending people and he's been sending when are you going to answer the call There is no respect of person. God said, if you call on me, I will answer thee. Especially for the ones that are with a contract spirit and heart. God comes to us. But to the ones that are also going and taking God, and you need to be able to understand, God has his time. It's almost time. Don't take this lightly. You can call on God 24-7. If you are asking him to come into your life and, and repenting with an earnest heart, he will do it and so much more for you. Amen. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe and follow us. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher. Also, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung Podcaster, and also on YouTube when you can be able to check on me and see the progress of this website and also podcasts. It has been my pleasure... And if you like this show, please leave a five-star rating. That would help me in reaching more people. And if you have any questions or comments, please find me on Facebook. Bye. It is written Latanya Uyola, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A, last name U-L-L-O-A. Also, make sure you also check me out on YouTube. I have my Bible studies and also some of my lasting conversations with some of the women and men of God that are my colleagues. And some of them are my friends that have been able to help me to grow and develop some things that I needed to know in God. And also teaching me a lot of the things that I needed to know in God. But just the different discussions that will help us impact our lives. And please, like I said once again, please, and I thank you so much for listening to "It Is Written" by Afrocentric Prophet. I thank you so much for giving me your time, your 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 attention, and just a little bit of your day. Even if it's on the radio, even if it's in your car, even if it's uh sometimes just sitting at home and trying to be able to understand and know or just finding me. it's It's been my pleasure to be here for you, to talk with you and discuss those things that God wants us to know in these last and evil days. It has been a blessing. And once again, we will try to have my children to come on menu and saw me to spend some time with you. But until then, I thank you so much for everything. And you have a blessed, really blessed day on purpose.